Welcome to another episode of the Spiritual Awakening Show. I go by Brent Spirit, and today I'm talking all about yoga asanas. Have you noticed that modern, mainstream yoga is mostly about physical activity rather than the genuine attainment of self-realization and samadhi? This is something that's concerned me for a while. For a long time, I couldn't seem to be at ease with the superficial and often incorrect approach to yoga that's commonly shared in yoga studios in the West. You know what I'm talking about. A teacher with a couple hundred hours of training, guiding other people through a series of physical postures, sometimes throwing in some abdominal exercises, and then ending the session with a couple minutes of quietude. What's that all about? How does that have anything to do with self-realization and enlightenment? Well, today, I want to share a little bit of my perspective on the matter. I want to talk to you about the importance of physical movement, like asana practice, for those undergoing spiritual transformation and awakening. I also want to dispel any incorrect ideas about whether or not asana practice alone will result in self-realization. As well, I'll be sharing about a mystical encounter that I had with a great Ascended Master who shed some light on this matter for me. As always, my email inbox is open for questions and feedback. You can find out more about me, my free ebooks, audiobooks, videos, and blog posts at brentspirit.com. I also offer one-on-one sessions if you'd like to work with me directly. Now, enjoy today's episode. From time to time, I'm supported and guided by Ascended Masters, Deities, and highly evolved interdimensional beings. In my heart, I can reach out to them for insight. Sometimes my questions go unanswered. Sometimes they respond through synchronicity. Sometimes they respond telepathically. And at other times, they meet with me directly. I've been hesitant to share this about myself sometimes for the obvious reasons of avoiding coming across as a crazy person, but also to avoid sounding like a braggart. Well, I spoke with a mentor of mine who also experiences similar encounters, and she told me that sometimes it's important that we do share about our mystical experiences. It's important because there are other people out there that are having similar experiences, and by sharing, we're able to let them know that what they're experiencing is genuine and meaningful, and that they're not crazy. She also said to share some of my experiences because it will let people know what's possible so that they can become open and receptive to their own experiences too. So anyway, a few years ago, I was in the midst of a yoga teacher training course with a strong emphasis on asana, poses, and postures. I was caught up in a serious dilemma. I couldn't seem to understand the significance of all these postures and why they were emphasized so much. To me, the goal of yoga was self-realization, samadhi, deep and embodied states of meditation. Meanwhile, in this course, we could spend hours working on a single posture, understanding the different ways that different people do it, how to do it with modifications if you have an injury, the anatomy of the body and the posture, and so on. It seemed like nothing but gymnastics veiled in spirituality, with little understanding, interest, or intention to actually cultivate genuine self-realization and meditation. I was becoming jaded, confused, and desperate for some answers. What was the deal with all of these asanas? I asked my guides for help. Later that night, 
I found myself in a mystical experience at the ashram of Sri Ramana Maharshi, one of the greatest yogis and saints the world has ever known. He appeared before me. His radiance of Shakti was palpable and it put me into a deep silence immediately. He told me, Sukhasana is the only asana that matters. Sukh means easy. Asana means seat or posture. Sukhasana means easy pose. He said Sukhasana has nothing to do with how your body is positioned. Sukhasana is about being seated in your heart. He leaned casually against the wall of his ashram and said, This is Sukhasana. Then he sat down, slouching with his back against the wall, legs extended fully in front of him. This is Sukhasana. No matter how he moved, he was seated firmly in his heart. His body's posture meant nothing. Then he stood up, looked at me deeply, and laughed the most uproarious laugh I've ever heard. I wept harder than I ever have. After an unknown amount of time, I was back in my room. I took some time to process this experience and eventually found some clarity on the issue of asana and its significance for me on my path. Encounters like this are not unheard of at all. If you are open and receptive, you too can receive guidance, healing, and insight from great masters. Bringing awareness into the body through yoga asana practice and other movement is important for embodying and integrating spiritual realization and staying grounded. It can be healing, challenging, strengthening, and fun. For what it's worth, I'm a certified yoga asana teacher with hundreds of hours of training and practice and I encourage everyone to move in creative ways. However, I like to raise the point that whether one can or cannot perform any particular yoga pose has little to nothing to do with genuine self-realization. Asana originally means seat. Patanjali's Yoga Sutras makes no mention of standing on our hands or wrapping our legs around our head like we see today in so many yoga classes and programs. Hatha Yoga Pritipika contains only about 30 asanas, all mostly relating to sitting in meditation. This text has more to do with awakening Kundalini Shakti and Samadhi, meditative absorption, than anything else. These ancient practices are about meditation and genuine self-realization. They're not about gymnastics. The classic texts make this quite obvious. What we call yoga today in the West is a far cry from its origins. And still, there's nothing wrong with these modern-day offshoots so long as we don't fool ourselves into thinking that they will actually bring about self-realization. They won't. Self-realization is very rare, but it is attainable. Make it your sole intention. Through still meditation, inquiry, and devotional surrender, it will happen. I've found that movement and awareness of the breath is definitely essential to integrate absolute, mind-level spiritual realization into the heart as a relative human being. Though Sri Ramana Maharshi didn't necessarily engage in intense asana practice, he did move. He walked around Arunachala, the great mountain where he resided a lot. Of course, this had some great benefits and helped him to deepen his realization. It's one thing to know my true nature as consciousness, as the self. That's a mind-level thing, an absolute-level thing. But what about this body? What about the heart? 
In the early days of my path, I denied the body as merely an illusion. Today, my realization has come deep into the body, expressing itself as bliss on the surface of my skin and beyond. Integrating this realization into the body in this way was not an easy process, but it was necessary. The body demanded to also enjoy what the mind had realized about the nature of the self. So I began to move into the heart center, finding balance between the relative and the absolute. Sometimes, spiritual people that have tasted the transcendent may have some reservations when it comes to breaking a sweat. I was that way. But moving in and out of asanas gets the body moving, the prana flowing, and provides great context to bring the stillness of meditation into the movement of the world as a human being. The body is the medium through which divinity is expressing itself, healing itself, and discovering itself. Without it, there can never be any spiritual realization at all. So through asana practices, movement, and the exploration of yoga, I honor this body. With that said, all of these poses are merely a small percentage of what genuine yoga is really about. There are many people that are exploring these postures, perfecting them, studying them, and so on. But really, this over-obsession with postures has nothing to do with the real self-realization, samadhi, or heart-centered consciousness that this path is about embodying. The only true asana is in the heart. We can twist, bend, and contort in all sorts of ways, but if our awareness is not centered in the heart, it's meaningless. Conversely, we can abide in transcendent spaces in the knowledge that all is consciousness, all is the self, but if we don't bring that knowledge down into the body where it can be felt in the heart, it's meaningless also. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions for me, my email inbox is always open at info at brentspirit.com. Be sure to visit my website for all of my other free content. You can do that at brentspirit.com as well. I look forward to chatting with you next time. Be well. Much love. Mm-hmm.